Hey tribe, this is Tribal Woman to all you warriors out there. I just wanted to take a little time out to, uh, you know, share something with you very briefly. I know we're heading, we have a new year in January. We are here 2021. And you know, I recall back in 2020, 2017, uh, I remember I had recorded uh, a video and I was listening to it the other day and I felt that this was so irrelevant for today. I wanted to take the opportunity and share this video with y'all. So it's about 37 minutes. If you don't have a problem, I'd love very much if y'all would take the opportunity to listen. Uh, A lot of good nuggets that I think is relevant today. And in this day and time, I think it's time uh, to really, you know, kind of take something from it that can be a blessing. I, I think this is a time when it was 2016, just went into 2017, and Trump had won the uh, presidency. And at that time, I guess I was feeling so many things that I felt needed to be dealt with, and I wanted to just share how I felt. And so this uh, video right here, I think, will be a blessing, and it will certainly, uh, uh, it's certainly relevant for 2021. So with further ado, I'll go ahead and uh, let y'all check this out, okay? Here we go. Thank you for listening. to me that this man has gotten into power 
to the Board of Education. We're losing a generation. I'm not for divide or division, but I do think that we were better off in a sense of being separate. Separate in the sense that we had doctors and lawyers and teachers and mentors. We had people that were there that were there to nourish and encourage. Look around at what we have today. Look around. Look around at these kids today. I see more, and, I, and don't get me wrong, there are some people out here that's doing right. And there's some people that's doing good with their kids. But I'm talking about the ones that's out here that's shaking their tail, showing their bodies. I'm talking about these boys running around here with their pants on their behind. What I'm saying is we had role models. Today, when you try to impact a life and try to make a difference, these kids don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear that. I have been looking around various areas, various communities, and various states. I'm beginning to see what we call gentrification. And I hate to say that word because that bothers me. Now, I grew up, I'm from Harlem. I'm from the Bronx. I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up up north in Harlem, not far from 125th Street. But if you look at Harlem today, then when I grew up, it was Spanish Harlem and Black Harlem. Today, you got White Harlem. You have where people with finance and money have come into those communities and bought up those beautiful brownstones because we did not economically have the funds or the money to go in there and pay and make the changes. So look at the difference. I'm seeing, I'm seeing I saw this in Harlem. It's Connecticut. Those of you that's from Connecticut, Southfield Village, you see what has happened. And Stanford is so different now. My mother tell me if I come home, I would not even know Stanford. It has changed so much. Gentrification. So many people that used to live in Stanford are now living up in Bridgeport and, and Hartford because gentrification. They got it to the point that if you don't have the finance or the money to live in these places, you can forget it. And this is what, and it's not only Connecticut, it's not only Harlem, it's everywhere. I'm South Carolina, I'm sick of seeing all these doggone gated communities. I'm sick of seeing all this land that these people are buying. And it seems like they have you in this, forgive me for what I'm about to say, I'm just being real. They have people of color seem like in this one little area, clustered up together. And that's bothering me. And I'm going to tell you why I'm upset. I'm upset because I'm researching. I'm doing research. Now, I live in Tennessee. Nashville, I used to live in Nashville. Nashville is the same way. For a one-bedroom apartment, one, you're talking $900. And that don't give you nothing. With the way things are going, I feel, I hate to say gentrification, but that's what I see, y'all. I was checking out Chattanooga. Now, here's the thing. I was looking at some houses up there, and the houses were saying, uh, 
But when you have been beaten down for so many years economically, social economically, it's very difficult. Now, I know so many people that have college degrees and, and, and smart, went to college, did all the right things, and still can't get their foot in the door. So you gonna tell me that there's something right with this? Something is very, very wrong. All I'm saying, we have to come together, and I'm talking to black people now. I love my white brothers and sisters. We love y'all. But I'm saying we got to be honest and real and truthful about this country. For us in America, the history of how America has treated people of color is not good. Now, and that's not saying, oh, we racist. I love all people. Like I said to y'all before, I don't care if you're purple, blue, or green. The fact of the matter, we have to love one another. To those of you that love us and help us, that's good. But the ones I'm talking about is the powers that be. We're talking policy makers, people that make decisions that affect all of us. And that's what hurts me. That's what hurts me, y'all. Thank you for joining, Clarence. I appreciate you. Uh, that's what hurt me. We have to start supporting one another. When we have businesses, we got to support those businesses. We got a lot of painters, we got a lot of doll makers, we got a lot of people on here that have wonderful gifts and wonderful talents. We need to start coming together and supporting those businesses. That's what I'm doing. I don't care if I don't have a lot. I try, even now, I try to go out and, and shop in areas to support my brothers and sisters. Because I'm going to tell you, a lot of times when I set up or when I show my dolls and stuff, and I'm going to be real, let's be real. You know, when I sell my stuff, a lot of our people, people of color, do not support us. They really don't. Most of my dolls that I sell, mostly Caucasian, buy my dolls. They pay the price for my dolls. A lot of our own people, they don't even want to pay the price. They don't even want to pay. They say, oh, how beautiful, how nice, but they don't say, here, let me help. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a percentage that do. But then there's a lot that don't. We have to start coming together and supporting each other. We got to stop talking it. We got to start doing it. Uh, if you look around, just, just, just listen to what I'm saying. Look around in all these other states. The same thing I'm saying about gentrification is happening everywhere. So what are y'all going to do? When they build the little bridge or build the little bypass where you can't do nothing, where you're wondering what happened because you sit back and you did nothing when you had it in your power to change and make a difference and fight. Now, I was, I was considering moving to a, a, a area in Lebanon, Tennessee, and I'm going to tell you what I did. I keyed on the computer. What does Lebanon, Tennessee have to offer African-Americans? I put that in the computer. And to my surprise, you know what came up? Church, 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 church. That's what I saw. I, I saw, I went on to, to, to do the YouTube to see how uh, it was, you know. I see the Indians, you know, they had their little thing that they can do, whoop, 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 you know, their little power, which I'm all for that. I saw everybody had a special day. But, for what I 
y'all may not like what I'm about to say, but we're going to have to get in there and make a change. You got to stand up and fight. You want change, you got to fight verbally. You know, I said you can have all the education. What good is having all the education if you ain't doing nothing with it? What good is having all the education if you can't get a job? That is what's troubling me. He who has the money and the power controls the masses. We've got to start stepping up, owning things. And I'm telling y'all, look, I thank you for all my white brothers and sisters because it's not all of them. It's really the powers that be. We're going to have to make some changes. And, and all I'm saying, I'm in the process of doing research and I'm seeing I'm seeing what's going on because of the research that I'm doing. So I'm just saying to y'all today, and I didn't mean to come up and say all of this. I blame our churches. Y'all sitting up there doing all this stuff. Now there are some churches that's on fire for God and really doing what thus saith the Lord. But you got a lot of them in there that's playing church. You, you got one foot in the world and one foot in God. You can't straddle the fence. A way of a transgressor is hard. You can't, you can't have one foot in God and one foot in the world. And this is what's turning off a lot of people not wanting to go to church. You got to know God for yourself. I'm going to tell y'all, when I was praying last night and the night before last, I was crying out to the Lord. It was just me and him and the Word. Bless you, Freda. It was just me and him and the Word. And I get tired, tired. Of, of, of people complaining but you not doing nothing about it. Our churches look at Atlanta. Atlanta is a perfect example. You got all these educated folks professional folks got all these wonderful jobs but yet they got one of the highest homeless populations down there. You got people still struggling. You got people still going through. Hey baby I, I have to say this because we missing it, y'all. Somewhere along the line, we not doing what we supposed to do. Now, I'm a fighter. Always been a fighter. Always tried to keep it real. I love people. But I'm to the point right now, y'all, if we do not come together as a people and do what we have to do to support one another in our businesses, helping each other, we are going to become an underclass. And I, I know this guy's got the power knowledge or something. He told it. He's he been preaching this for a long time. And he told the truth. A lot of people don't want to hear. Look at our kids. Look at our kids. Look at the generations that we have coming up today. I mean, they'd rather show their tail. They'd rather come up. The doggone boy got the, uh, oh, Jesus, the doggone baggy pants. Look at, we got a generation of kids that don't, forgive me, Lord, don't give a damn, don't care. You can't tell them nothing. I'm from the old school. Majority of them don't have no common sense. You look at them the wrong way, they're ready to take a gun and shoot you. We need to get it together, people. Now, I'm, a, I'm in my 60s now. But the point is, I, even I know that if we don't get in and make a difference, look, South Carolina, uh, Mississippi, Alabama. Now, I've been doing research. They've got all these black communities down there. Look at the counties. I look at the percentages. And most of them that's in those counties are poor. They are social.
whole life. What I'm saying to you applies to me. This is January. I told God 2017, I'm not going to be sitting where I was in 2016. So it's up to me to make the difference. It's up to me, just like it's up to you. We really do determine our own destiny. We really are the captain of our ship. I mean, I look at all these people talking, you know, but we got all of us in the world and, and getting in the work. You're getting in the work, but we got to walk it out, honey. We got to walk it out because it's not dropping out of the sky. And I realize that, like I told God, in this world, it takes finance. In this world, it takes money. So God worked through people. But in the meantime, you got to get up off your butt and make it happen. Now, many of y'all don't know, and I'm going to share this. I have not been well. I have not been well for a long time. But I stand strong. And I still trust God. But one thing about it, I, I got enough sense to get up off my butt and say, God, I'm going in faith. I know what I got to do to make things happen for me and mine and others. See, that's the problem. We stop at the me and the mine. But we got to remember, it takes all of us to come together. All of us. We got to help each other. And sometimes that's something to think about. We got to come together. Come together, people. That's the only way we're going to be strong. Now, I'm all for all the marching and everything. But look at it. What is it really solving? Is it really going to make the change? I'm going to tell you. To me, this doggone, uh, agent, this doggone uh, uh, thing with the presidency and all of them, for me, I don't think they give a damn about us. Especially people of color. You're going to talk about what have we got to lose? Look back. Do you think has any of them ever done anything? For any of us, even those of us that's educated, let me tell you something. I'm 61 years old, and I still see people that have had the education, and still all they was was a person of color. There is only so far they go that you're going to get. I don't give a dog on what anybody say, and I know what I'm talking about. Look at me. I got a master's. Just about, y'all. I, I had it in six weeks. But I, I'm still educated. Wanted to continue on. But I'm asking myself, for what? Why? I got all this experience and education. Experience, too. Through years. But it's who you know. And, and you know what? A lot of people don't want to deal with white privilege. But, honey, it is white privilege. You can say what you want. I live in Tennessee. Tennessee. And I've seen a lot. And I'm from up north. I've seen a lot. So when folks try to come and talk that garbage to me, I live this mess. I, I do pray. I'm a praying woman. Pray my heart out. But honey, you can do all the praying you want. You still got to get up off your butt and do you do and make it happen. So I just wanted to kind of share all of this because I'm, I'm in the process of doing the research on gentrification. I'm doing research now on what's happening with people of color and, and how they're putting us all in Houston. That's in every, every state. From South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, I've done uh, uh, Connecticut, uh, Tennessee, all the same. It's like you're being priced out. 
so that you cannot even afford to live in these places. I'm telling you what I know. Now, one thing I'd like to see in our churches, you folks that say you love God and know God, instead of you taking all that money, doing other stuff, you need to take some of that money that you be getting every Sunday and put it back into the people. That's what it's about. God ain't called none of us to be no doggone celebrities. I have never heard of the stuff I see until uh, now. And I know some of y'all gonna really get pissed at me. But I come up from a time where we had preachers, one preacher, and his job was to seek God for the people. And I know there's this man, I used to peep in there when I used to go over to this man's house because I was friends with his daughter. And he used to, uh, for Sunday night service, I used to go over there and we used to peep in the room, you know, and she leave his little door crack. And, uh, I see that man just proselyting, laying down there, the Bible there, and we were just peeping in there looking at him, and he would say, oh God, what would you have me say to the people? God, what do you want me to do for the people? He would be crying out to God for the people. This is what this man would be doing. And in this church, they had seven to nine assistant pastors, and all them assistant pastors had jobs. But they was available for the people. The people, when they needed things, they would come to the church. And they would bless the people. They would help the people. They would not turn the people around, or, or, you know, away. They would not say to the people, well, you don't have enough faith. They would not say to the people, well, unless you're a member of this church, we can't help you. They would not say that. They would let that man of God be there to seek God for the people. And I'm going to tell y'all something. When brother, oh, I can't tell, I almost said the name. When that man of God got on that pulpit and he said what thus saith the Lord, when he opened his mouth, y'all, you knew that this man saw God. You knew that anointing and the power of God was strong and it was there to meet the needs of the people. We need to get back to real men and women of God that really used to seek God for the people. And those uh, assistant pastors was there they were there for the people. They would minister to the people. The needs, like I said, when somebody needed a light bill, they'd go to the uh, assistant pastor. Uh, they needed the rent, like the money that came in. They would help the people. They, they would pay the pastor's house, because the pastor's house was right next to the church. So the pastor, they would pay the pastor's you know, house and a little salary and stuff. But the money that was taken in was always used to help the people. And I'm telling you, this stuff I see going on, I ain't never seen the stuff I see where you got the, you the pastor, and then you got to have your wife, the sister pastor, which means that everything that's going on, and I, don't tell me because I know it's a business, I have Love Fellowship Ministry. My ministry, I do not use against the people. It should be about the people. Now, I know God don't have nothing wrong with people having nice things, and I know God don't have nothing uh, you know, about people having nice things and money. But the thing is, as long as you are meeting the needs of the people in your church, I don't have a problem with you driving a Mercedes Benz. Just make sure a lot of other people in your congregation are driving nice cars too. That's what it's about. I think we as people of God have gotten away from the real thing of what it is to preach.
preach the gospel. It's about souls, souls, not being a celebrity, not running around there getting rich. You need to help the people. The real true man of God is the man of God is going to be the one that's going to be on his knees or her knees crying out for the people. God, what do you want to have me to say to your people? Because it's about souls, y'all. I know, y'all, for me to come out here to say all this, I've been in prayer. And I know I have a lot to say. But listen, whether you with me or not, I understand. My heart is real. I'm just sharing what's in my heart. There's so much going on in this world today. We got to be real. Keep it real with the people. Real with God because half these folks running around here, they're going to give account to God for all this mess that they're doing. I mean, it breaks my heart, y'all. So I just wanted to share all of this because that's what's been on my heart. I said I wasn't going to come on here for a while, but I have to just share my heart, y'all, because I've been praying. I want 2017 to be a year where God do some great things for all of us. We in this together. We as people have to come together, help each other. Many of us have all these beautiful gifts and talents and wonderful businesses. We've got to help each other. We've got to start buying from each other. Not be jealous, not be envious. Each one of us on here are very original. I see so much originality on here. Let's help each other. So I love y'all. That's all I got to say. I'm getting up off of here. Uh, you know, hey, I love y'all. Appreciate you. I just had to cry out my heart to y'all. Look, I love and appreciate y'all. Play this back to all y'all. I thank you. Love y'all. I'll be coming back on sometime when God give me something else to say, but one thing I notice when I pray and I see God for one or two days and I come out on here, I have a lot to say. So I know that comes from my heart and it comes from, I believe, the throne of God to share with the people because people got to know. People getting tired of mess they see going on. But we have to make the difference. We have to make the change. It's not going to drop out the sky. We have to say enough is enough. It's time to make a change. And only we can be the change we want to see. God bless. I'm done. All right. Uh, this is uh, just to uh, want to let you know. I uh, hope you all enjoyed this um, this 30-minute uh I hope y'all enjoyed it. It was very, very, very good to me. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I remember when I first did it, it just really, I just had a lot that I had to say. And one thing about me, I always try to go into prayer. So me going into prayer, that really helped me. And it kind of positioned me where I needed to be. So um, until next time, this is Tribal Woman, and I hope that you got something out of this. So until next time, be blessed.